What is going on, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again and bringing you another fabulous episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, what's good with you, homie? Living the dream, Sherman. Living the dream. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm chilling, man. I don't know about you. I'm I'm starting to get caught up in this lottery hype. I don't know if you've seen this lottery is going up and up, dude. And, you know, money is getting thrown around like crazy. Or, I don't know. Do you play the lottery at all, Obed? Because if you don't, you might not want to start. <laughs> I don't. I might have to get in there. Uh, listen, I don't know where my PPP loan application is at right now, so maybe the lottery is my next move. <laughs> Yo, facts, homie. Dude, Mega Millions up to $970 million jackpot coming this Friday. Son. Giving out a billy? My goodness. You're almost a Yo, I'm telling you right now, don't let me win that. I'll be reckless with my money. Don't let me win that, fam. Come on. Dude, I just bought this win. baby. <laughs> America, come get me. Somebody, somebody help. <laughs> I will be reckless when I win the lottery. Let me tell you that. Oh, oh my goodness. But man, let's get into it, dude. Uh, let's start off with some uh, recent baseball news. We haven't talked about baseball quite a bit here, but Fortunately, my New York Mets have some more um, scandal or controversy, whatever you want to call it in the news, but luckily they took uh, some uh, swift action with it. They actually just fired, recently hired general manager Jared Porter after it was announced that he had sent some uh, lewd photos and explicit texts to a female reporter back in 2016. So first of all, I'll just say, just far as on a... I guess, uh, PR standpoint, you know, a moral standpoint. Yeah. This dude, what are you thinking you're doing? Obviously the chick's not responding to you after the first couple messages, like, yo, Hey, she doesn't like you. So just stop responding. I think he sent, he sent like 15 or 16 messages or even like maybe even more than that, like 60 messages. She just never responded. And all of a sudden he just shot out a, a picture of his junk. I was like, what are you doing? First of all, like, that's just one, that's just harassment, right? hundred percent. hundred percent. You don't double down when it's not working. Exactly. And then, so let's take all that out. Let's take, obviously he, it was wrong. We all know he shouldn't have been done it, whatever. He got fired. Absolutely. Mets did the right thing there. Forget that from just from a, I guess a social standpoint. If, like I just said, if you text in the chick like that and she don't answer back, move, move on. She don't want you to. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's I don't it's know. pretty obvious. I, I I thankfully no. I feel okay. like you you this has happened. I mean, maybe this gentleman does not interact with enough uh, female suitors or suitors of the opposite sex or whatever sex he's into um, mm -hmm. to recognize that. Just like I mean, just interacting with people in general. If I were to text a person, doesn't matter if I'm interested in them uh, romantically or not, and they never text back, the conversation is that dry. Why are you still sprinkling water on it? <laughs> exactly dude. i don't even text my own family back sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect no disrespect, disrespect. you know i'm just i'm just hashtag just saying but you know what i'm saying but dude if this chick is not hitting you back why are you still going after her i, I don't and then the fact that you have not only the audacity but the just in like undoubtedly stupid idea of sending her an illicit photo of yourself you know that's out there forever now. She can do whatever she wants, you know what I mean? And now you got and now you got bagged. Like, dude, come on. Like, this is just, I feel like this is just straight up amateur hour here. Like, he obviously ain't been around the block enough, I guess. I and I've heard I've heard some terrible stories about the way some people operate, but it just like for me, it's has this ever worked before? Did this activity work before that you thought it would have worked on this person? And yeah. did that you have that kind of flack before it actually broke? Did you just think oh, I just got to keep after it? Like, I, I don't know. The, the dating and relationships is not the little engine that could be. <laughs> yeah, you don't just keep going and going and going. Oh my goodness. Anyway, let's, let's move it along, dude. Um, let's talk, go to the NBA real quick. 
Uh, we all know the big, big storyline from last week was the Nets uh, trading for Rockets guard James Harden. He went off in his debut, and people thought this might kind of might be a slow, you know, scale. Dude, he went off in his debut, went off again the other night with him and KD. Dude, they're looking good. And now Kyrie is finally decided to return to the team. Um, he says he just need, he says, quote, he just needed a pause, end quote. What do you think this is, Nintendo? You can just take a timeout whenever you want. Like I, th- I think he needed to hit. I think he had to hit the hit the uh, pause button. I think he needed to hit hit the uh, start select button. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, at one point in his tenure with the uh, the Celtics, he had a interview uh with a local reporter there uh i can't remember her name she's a very famous uh reporter from the northeast uh and she had a soundbite from him where he said you know i just i hate when they try to tell me where to be and what to do like i'm i'm not some property and she looked at him and she was like yes you are that's why you signed up for millions of dollars with them they own you they mm-hmm. tell you where to be what to do you have a lot of power and say and when you play but you are but much like we've seen from that contract contractual agreement you said i am going to talk to the press x number of times or, or right. be available right. um and i mean it's not uncommon most people have some kind of level of of uh, mental health they have to take care of and mental health illnesses that sometime occur to them. Uh, and it's probably emphasized by the fact that he's in the public eye. Um, but he, he definitely didn't handle it the right way. If you need to take, uh, take some time away, there are, you can release a statement. You can talk to the team. You can talk to uh, the ownership. You can't just go AWOL. Uh, the only person who's able to do that. And listen, the, actual hall of famers have gone AWOL. Dennis Rodman went AWOL. He talked to Phil Jackson and said, right. Hey, I need a weekend in Vegas. Now that weekend in Vegas may have extended a few couple days past it. <laughs> and he might've right. had Michael Jordan looking for him in Vegas, like the hangover, but right, right. you know, he made the, he had the communication first. Right. That's the thing. They, they need to realize that this is a business and they are an employee of that business. Right. And there are certain rules that you have to abide by. You have to follow once you sign on for that, once you sign that contract. And part of that is being available for the media and doing certain press conferences and photo ops and whatever the case may be. And if that's not enough for you, then don't sign the contract. Or or if that's not, it's not, that's not up to your standards. Don't sign the contract. You know what I mean? Have them. Now, and that's why they're paying you that money too, because you're 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 gonna do all those things. And you know, if you don't want to do it, fine. Then you take less money. And if you yeah. still and if it doesn't doesn't jive with you, then don't sign the contract, dude. Yeah, what I think happened to him was he thought he was leaving the Celtic situation where he was the star, regardless of them bringing in, uh, uh, you know, having Gordon Hayward there, bringing in uh, or having having Al Horford as well. Right. He was the face. He, they made it, brought him in to be the face. He's a champion coming in to add to this team. He couldn't handle that. He couldn't handle the attention of that. We saw that. Mm-hmm. He thought coming into the Brooklyn situation with KD, KD was going to be there. KD was going to be, uh, help take the pressure off of him because KD is an even bigger champion, even bigger star draw than him. Mm-hmm. KD wasn't there for a year. He had to basically be uh, Kyrie same role that he had with the Celtics except now he's with the Brooklyn Nets on a worse team uh it got the the pressure is on him and now he's just I think he doesn't want eyes on him he just wants to come he wants to play he wants to do his Kyrie thing and be left alone and I think that this opportunity with James Harden there will listen 
I, I know for a fact that the strip clubs and the strippers in Houston are going to miss this man. Uh, when he gets <laughs> into his life limelight in New York, they're going to love this man. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it work. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see it. As you said, they, they had, they meshed very well together. James Harden, and Kevin Durant in the last game beat the, uh, uh, the Bucks, um, you know, coming into tonight's game, they're playing against Cleveland. I think they're giving, uh, you know, Kyrie a little more shine. James Harden only has five points on 21 minutes, one for three from the field, one for one uh, from the three-point line mm-hmm. um, outside and the arc. With with the Nets only up by one right now in the, yeah. in the third quarter. Well, yeah, with the Nets only up by one right now in the third quarter, you know, it seems like they want to kind of lean on Kyrie, let him get warmed up, let him get his feet wet, uh, kind of make him feel like, hey, you're in this, you're in this, you're in this, because we know James Harden could be on pace for 30-plus points right now. Right. Yeah. Look, Kyrie has 17 right now. Durant has 11. Like I said, just just over nine minutes to go in that game. But I'm interested to see the three of them. This is the first game that all three of them will be playing together on the same squad. So this is interesting. Kyrie was in the starting lineup tonight. So it's going to be it's definitely going to be something to watch throughout this throughout the season. I mean, obviously, the Nets are probably going to be the favorite to come out of the East the three of those three of those guys there together so hey we'll see i guess we'll see how it see what goes now other and other nba news um the league actually just announced that basically yo you know what you can't hug you can't dap up people no more to allegedly limit the spread of the corona potentiality of the coronavirus um and just you know with further contact they're actually not allowing players to hug or shake hands high five whatever it is like admitted court they wanted to stay at their they're on their halves what, what, what is your initial reaction to this, Obed? And does it even make sense? Um, I think it makes sense. I think it's a good attempt at uh, trying to, uh, you know, limit the spread because they are not bubbled. Um, mm-hmm. They've taken some some more laxness now that it's, you know, because before when they had the bubble, it was for playoff teams. Now this is every. So now there's way more factors right. that you cannot control. Uh, and it's there is spread. I mean, from the week of January 13th and 19th, like the article says, they had 11 new positive cases of COVID-19 out of 502 players. Uh, the league postponed its 16th regular season game. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers due to ongoing contact tracing within the Grizzlies. Um, you know, uh, it's funny, though. So Adam Silver uh, has an idea where he wants to have the NBA help uh, showcase to the community that, you know, getting the COVID vaccine is a good idea. They should do it by getting NBA players vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You're not slick, Adam Silver. You just want to cut the line and get all the NBA players vaccinated so that you have less concerns about the spread of Corona in your organization and making sure that the games are being played. It's not a bad, it's not a dumb idea, but you're not slick. Um, I think this is a good start to say, Hey, you know, I mean, the, the, their, uh, international rules, soccer has done this international football has done this where, you know, you shouldn't be exchanging jerseys because you're, you know, you, who knows that you could have sweat on it. You could be asymptomatic, get offended on somebody. You could be symptomatic and just have light symptoms and spread on somebody. Um, I think it's an idea. I don't know if it'll pass, but it's an idea. Right. I mean, they're just trying to do their best. I'm, well, I guess, let me ask you this. Will they go back to a bubble for the entire league, similar to what they did for the playoff teams last year? I don't 
think so, knowing how hard it was to, you know, they only had a few people that screwed up and then had to go home. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's nothing contractually obligating them to do that again this time. I feel like there was more deliberation and, con and conversation and contracting mm -hmm. for that to happen, um, that I think it would be, it, it would make it work, but. Yeah, it did work. It did work. It did work, yeah. All right. I mean, like, I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't think it will happen mid-season, but I think moving forward, this is an ongoing issue throughout, let's say, next year. It, it's a very big possibility. I was actually surprised that they didn't do it because it worked so well, you know, in Orlando with the bubble, you know, earlier this year. It worked it's so well. It's so hard to separate people from their families. And you mean, you're like I said, we we're only talking about the playoff teams. What happens when you're talking about every single team? How can you control that? I don't think they can. Right, right. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes there. Quickly, want to touch on some college football news. Um, you know, I've been talking about this kid for a while. Ohio State QB Justin Fields officially declared for the NFL draft recently. And I'm just looking at the draft order a bit quickly here before we move on to the NFL, really. And I'm looking, I'm wondering where he could go. I think he's a for sure first rounder. Um, initially, I was thinking maybe number seven to Detroit um uh you know or you know later down the line maybe i don't maybe 19 to washington because i think they're going to move on from uh alex smith you know or you know at all they don't think he has much time left so i'm yeah. not sure where else he could really fall in the first round here any thoughts on justin fields where he could possibly end up yeah no i think i agree with you on him ending up with the detroit lions and to give him a chance to learn underneath at least you know a, a proven gunslinger um they have a young running back there in deandre swift they have uh you know decently young uh kenny galladay wide receiver um mm. uh, i do like like i was saying when i um i think joel joel's name was on the show yeah uh, uh i do like quintez cephas out there you know they've got some they got some good pieces um that being said you know i don't know uh, who's going to be the head coach out there or what kind of system they want to run. Uh, Detroit can be a tough place to play, tough place to win um, in a division that is hard. Uh, and I just feel like Justin Fields is, is more of, I'm not going to say he is a project project like Dwayne Haskins was, but another mm -hmm. Ohio State quarterback. I don't know how ready he is to play. Right. And while I think the best place for him to go probably would be to Washington, um, it's, I, I just don't know. There's rumblings that Washington is going to hire the, uh, former Carolina Panthers GM that worked with Ron Rivera. Uh, and so they're rumbling in the bushes that they might bring Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton's going anywhere next year, but we'll see. You, you think Cam stays in New England or he? Oh, a hundred percent. Cam Newton is, Cam Newton's going home. Cam Newton's not going back to New England. Cam Newton's going to his couch. Uh, oh, he's, oh. he's, he's done in New England. Like really? can't, he's skipping balls and that are five yards out to a running back. Cam Newton's done in New England. Wow. All yeah. right. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's go. To, let's talk about some more NFL uh, news. Obed. Um, the Jaguars have found their man. They officially hired Urban Meyer as their next head coach. Well, probably one of the most successful college football coaches of all time. Um, you know, formerly of the Ohio, of the Ohio State, where Justin Fields is from. Um, what do you think about the move, Obed? I mean, I like him. I, I like Urban Meyer, and the fact that they have the number one overall pick, which means they're probably going to pick up uh, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Um, what does this really? A, can he recruit some big name free agents to come over to Jacksonville? Because they need they need a lot they need a lot of work in, in Jacksonville. Would you agree? They do need a lot of work in Jacksonville. I mean, they've got what you would call a bare cupboard. I mean, yeah, he's getting the, you know, a potential uh, uh, franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence has always been a mobile 
uh, gutsy quarterback and mm. mobile gutsy quarterbacks usually die in the NFL because you're not as fast as the, you're not the fastest person on the field anymore. You are probably one of the slowest, if not the slowest person on the field. Uh, if there isn't like, you know, five, 10 yards of space in front of you. Um, he's got a young running back undrafted free agent, James Robinson to work with their decent O line, but they could add some more pieces. They need to restock that defensive line. I don't know how many draft picks they have. I can't see them winning more than five games, maybe six games. And there's nothing that says his mind as a quarter, as a coach in urban Meyer and the plays he wants to run are going to work in the NFL. Hey, I'll give it to Chip Kelly. He had two hot years until they figured out that whatever side the tight end was on was where the sweep was going to. And then he started getting blown out in games. So, you know, if, if the, the game is a lot different when everybody's fast, the game is a lot right. different when people are being paid. Everyone's being paid millions, not just the coach, mm -hmm. not just the head coach. Everybody's being paid millions to get information, figure out what you're doing, figure out how to stop you, uh, send people to your team, your team's rooms to keep them up all night, you know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a different game. It's the reason why guys like uh, Nick Saban didn't do too well uh, their two years in the league and then went back to college. So, you know, we'll see. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The Jets also hire their coach. Uh, they've got the 49ers defense coordinator, Robert Salah. Uh, man, this guy, he definitely turned that, that Niners defense around, uh, finishing with the top five, uh, one of the top five defenses we did the past two seasons. Now, there's been a lot of rumblings about, are the Jets going to make some moves, possibly going after disgruntled Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who could want out of there. Um, quickly, Obed, uh, your thoughts on the hiring and then what does this mean for the Jets in the future? Where do they kind of look towards? Do they even pursue Deshaun Watson at all? I wouldn't pursue Deshaun Watson. I would make it work with Sam Darnold to go get some pieces for your, like I said, I thought they were going to get a, an offensive lineman with that number six pick and then, uh, you know, the, fill the number out. two pick, number two pick, excuse me, excuse me, trade down from the number two pick, okay. get offensive lineman in the first round and then fill out the rest of the team because they have holes they need to fill. Mm. Um, my concern is that they picked up a defensive minded coach. He is, he knows nothing about the offense. This is a defensive minded guy. So uh, he is bringing along Mike LaFleur, excuse me, Mike LaFleur, not the original Gucci man, Matt LaFleur, who is the uh, head coach over at uh, the, the Packers playing in the NFC championship game this week. Mm -hmm. um, he it was a passing game coordinator in San Francisco, same coaching tree as the McVeighs, the LaFleurs, uh, the Shanahans. Um, I assume he'll assume the same role. Uh, I just don't know if they, you know, it, that that's the thing. That's where it does make me think like, who, who do they bring in? If they bring in LaFleur, this is going to be an RPO offense. Is Sam Darnold an RPO quarterback? Would it be more advantageous to them to go and grab a Justin Fields, who is an RPO quarterback? Um, you know, then LaFleur is one of these young quarterbacks. This guy's 33 years old, right? He's out here trying to run uh, NCAA 2020 plays. He's not out here trying to run Madden 2020 plays. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I, I think they should stick with the same Darnold, but the, it could be there. They could, they might make a move for Justin. Fields. I mean, defensively, I mean, the jets are obviously have struggled on the defensive side for quite some time. I mean, they lost obviously giving away Jamal Adams last year. Yeah. CJ Mosley was out this year. He, you know, he, um, uh, didn't play due to COVID reasons, yeah. um, you know. So, will they build up that defense once again? And you know, as they have as they have before, I think that's definitely a pop, that's definitely a surefire possibility. But you know, is he going to attract some big names to come over to their squad? And like, I, and even talking about Deshaun Watson more. So, I think you absolutely you you make this deal. Deshaun Watson is a legitimate franchise quarterback. We've talked about this before. 
um, so I won't stay on this too long, but he's a legitimate franchise QB. One of the, he's a top five, top 10 quarterback in this league, if not even top five or arguably, but I mean, you make the moves, you trade your first round, you trade your second round and a fourth or, or maybe a, or maybe a first this year and a first including next year as well for Watson and a third, you get rid of Donald. But if they do keep, keep Donald and stick with him. Yeah. I mean, the first two, you got two first round picks, the Jets do, you go offensive line and then maybe you go defense with that sec that second uh uh second first round pick because maybe it could be Salah will try to work up that defense and bring it to what back what it was right you know honestly you probably could send them Darnold a first round pick and a third round pick and then be good because Darnold was a first round pick Darnold mm-hmm. I thought was like the number two or something like that overall pick yeah I think right. it was like two or three I think two or three even, so yeah, three. you can send him you can send a first round and a third rounder and then you can bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson that'd be nice if you had uh, you know, a running back back there of the caliber of Le'Veon Bell to like add to that running prowess to see what you mm. do there. But, you know, from right, you know, right. W- from what we've heard, uh, the rumblings of the whole Deshaun Watson being upset when they hired Nick Casario to be their GM, GM who is a longtime GM over, excuse me, uh, player personnel uh, uh, pro, the pro, the, the coordinator for player personnel. Mm. Um, uh, he was not uh consulted on that hire he found out from the internet he found Hmm. out from social media that they were hired and i I think you know at this point he's a little he's a little upset a a quote was given that the only way uh they would see the only person that would need to be fired is cal mcnair cal mcnair is currently the chairman of the texans and if cal mcnair would have would have to fire cal mcnair in order to (laughs) make deshaun watson happy so he's probably fire fire himself Fire Damn. himself in order to make on his day off. <laughs> you got to be <laughs> a stupid go, mofo to get fired right on your day, day off. off right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. But man, I mean, this is definitely a, a huge, huge story. It seems to be trending all over the place. But I mean, Deshaun, they're Texans are not going anywhere. Thanks to Bill O'Brien, just giving away the, you know, the farm and not getting anything in return. More so starting the D hot, the D hop trade. Yeah. And I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for JJ Watt, who probably doesn't have too many more years left. Cause he's so injury prone, even though he's yeah. still young, yeah. but I think he, I think he should get out of Houston as, as well while he still can and, and try to try to get a, a Super Bowl ring, if, you know, as soon as possible. In um, other AFC South news, Colts QB, Phillip Rivers, as has officially announced his retirement. Um, shout out to Philip Rivers, a future, if you'd be a future first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt, a hundred percent. Even though he's never even made it to a Super Bowl, he is undoubtedly a future uh, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Eight-time Pro Bowl selection, he ranks fifth in NFL history in passing touchdowns and yards. And he's the Chargers all-time leader in touchdowns and yards. And he was the 2013 NFL comeback player of the year. I mean, now really more so, Obed, I wanted to ask you, where do the Colts go from here? Uh, I mean, I was, I was talking to a couple of colleagues today. Maybe do, do they pursue Matthew Stafford? Cause you know, he might, I'm, his time in Detroit might be up. Do they try to pry away Carson Wentz from the Eagles? If they're, if they really are done with Wentz, cause then reunite him with, with Frank Wright, you know, mm-hmm. where do the Colts go from here? Now that Rivers is gone. If they do another Band-Aid, they're going to do themselves a disservice. I mean, so at the time that they finally repaired their offensive line, which you've seen is running crazy for them with guys like Marlon Mack back there, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, a couple of pieces out there. They just picked up Michael Pittman in the draft. Uh, T.Y. Hilton seems to have had a resurgence. Um, there, There's, uh, excuse me, um, there's a uh, 
number of quality, talented pieces there that were supposed to grow with uh, Andrew Luck, and then Andrew Luck stepped out the door. I think they just need to bring in another guy of a quality franchise quarterback caliber, which I think is going to be Carson Wentz so that they can uh, kind of keep things moving along. It would give him some familiarity being with uh, his former offensive, his former uh, uh, quarterbacks coach in Frank Wright. Um, but, you know, they, it, it, you kind of want to go for upside. We haven't seen a lot from Carson Wentz that makes you feel like he's salvageable. Uh, but, you know, I think that's the way they should go. I think it is the way that they end up going. I think if Philly is truly going to move towards Jalen Hurts, I think Colts do kind of pull the trigger and make that trade for Wentz. Now, do they have the cap space to pick up that contract? I'm not sure about that. But, you know, if they, they certainly got to figure it out if that's the way they want to do. But, yeah, I mean, I think Jacoby Percet, I don't even think he's under contract for next year. They, I know they like him as far as that backup position. Um there in Indianapolis so you know it's left to be seen if he comes back there at all I think really the only quarterback right now they have under contract is Jacob Eason um but this just does Brissett you know maybe you know kind of take over in the the interim until they find someone who knows but it's going to be interesting to say the least um let's talk about do some quick recap uh I'll bet from the games last weekend Talk about the divisional round from Saturday and Sunday. Start Saturday, the Packers uh, rolled past the Los Angeles Rams pretty, pretty easily in this one. Uh, I'll bet winning that game 32 to 18. Aaron Rodgers doing his thing, of course, throwing for 296 and two scores. Um, to be quite honest, uh, I was kind of surprised about the Rams defense. They didn't really get too much pressure on Aaron. They didn't sack him at all. You know, and that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. You have to get to him often and early. Otherwise, he he will do his thing, which he did. Um, what do you think about the recent notes or recent comments from Sean McVay that they're evaluating all positions, which include the quarterback position? They have, <laughs> they have a $135 million quarterback that, can't read defenses and he gutted out a, a performance um th mm. this uh past weekend i'm not going to take that away from him uh but you know he is just in in spots where he needs to make the right decision be accountable it's just not there um you know it's it's awkward to me after watching him only score three points in the super bowl how you can stick with this guy stand by your man at the in the uh sense of uh dolly parton here um but you know the, the the packers put on a clinic uh and you know really it's aaron donald is not healthy you know it's if you can't that get was to obvious it, man he was, was not. obvious he was not 100 percent, and you know he was really only in there a couple times on passing downs it really couldn't get his swim move he has an array of moves that he just wasn't able to showcase one tackle uh, you know you know he, he just was not he was not healthy and it would have been a completely different game had he been uh for sure yeah you notice uh aaron jones 14 carries 99 yards this so historically games where the packers have not done well aaron jones has not been able to get going uh and that should have been the case if uh, uh aaron donald was healthy but he wasn't um, hats off to the Packers, you know, uh, first time in Aaron Rodgers history that he is hosting the NFC championship game, right? Amazing for all the talk about how good he is as a quarterback that he is mm -hmm. the first time he's hosted uh, in his conference, but you know, he's going to see the real number 12 across him next week. So we'll talk mm. about that later. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, the bills came out with a, with a, uh, an easy victory. Oh, I wouldn't say, well, it was a pretty fair game against the Ravens coming out with that one, 17 to three. Uh, obviously the biggest play of the game was the Tyron. Johnson uh interception return of 101 yards to the house 
Um, I was kind of surprised at the Bills offense because, I mean, so he got that score. So the Bills offense only put up 10 points in this game. The Baltimore defense pretty kind of kind of held them in check uh, a little bit. Now, Josh Allen did throw for just over 200 yards, but usually he's throwing for like three, 330 so recently. So, I mean, the, uh, the Baltimore defense was did play fairly well. Lamar did get that concussion. I think it was at the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or was it early in the fourth quarter? I can't recall. Excuse me. But um, what do what'd you think about the game and where the Ravens really go, go from here? Um, I, uh, I mean, it was a good game. I think it was probably the game of the, uh, the game of the week. And really, you know, I, I, I it was exciting. It was thrilling. And you know, we'll get a chance to talk about the Bucks here in a second, mm-hmm. but, uh, the bills came out. I think they played a very, uh, a very, this one, considering that they don't have Zach Moss, you know, having to lean on Devin Singletary kind of yeah. played a really, really tight game, you know, almost half of, uh, uh, Josh Allen's passing yards went to Stefan Diggs, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I had texted you, uh, you know, during the game just uh, beforehand, or excuse me, after that, we found out that the Chiefs were going forward today as the championship game that I had figured out the Bills offense, the Bills offense is predicated on the fact that in their wide receiver core, they have three count them three legit NFL wide receivers you have to play Cole Beasley you have to play John Brown and if you are not playing the two of them you are going to lose and Stefan Diggs is going to get loose even when you are double coveraging him Mm -hmm. um so you know it just it allows them to kind of impose their will on these and they were able to do that to the Baltimore Ravens I mean this game was was a little bit different for the offensive court of Buffalo I mean they came out I think the first like through the first almost the entire first half, they barely ran. I think they only, they didn't even run the football once. There was a, a single run. I think that was Josh Allen on a scramble. This was a pure, pure passing uh, scheme that they drew up for this week against Baltimore because they felt they couldn't run the football against them. This though running by Singletary and even TJ Yeldon was merely in the second half, I think. So I got to say credit to the Baltimore defense, but can, can Buffalo withstand just, just, just merely just – passing all day every day like that, that so i worries me so i will disagree i will say that while they you know might not have been did successfully able to run if you run against the ravens you run into their strength they want to run the ball they want to kill the clock they're not going to pass a lot mm-hmm. but i think what the bills knew was that if you can get a lead against the ravens the ravens cannot overcome a lead And the Bills are very good at getting a lead early in the game. And they probably felt like if we can move the ball and we can get in the end zone and we can get a couple scores, we can play to those couple scores because the quarterback over there is not effective with his arm, not effective enough to overcome a a deficit. So they play to that strength. That team is not built to come from come from behind. 100%. 100%. And going forward, they're never going to be built to be coming from behind. I mean, your draft capital went into getting a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who looks to be the heir apparent in the run game. You're going to spend a lot of time throwing the ball to a running back, running with a running back, running with your quarterback. They are not, Marquise Brown is not going to be a stud wide receiver in this NFL. I don't care what anyone from Dynasty tells you, it's not going to happen because there's just not going to be enough of a passing game there. The, they need to pursue somebody like an Allen Robinson, you know, or maybe even a Kenny Galladay. Um, so, you know. what is what but what does that do what, what good are they going to do if the quarterback can't effectively get the ball to them well people said the same thing about josh allen the first two, his first two years in the league he was ranked in the bottom of, as far as accuracy now look at him he got a legit number one receiver in stefan diggs now he's ranked in the top five 
I mean, it, make, it makes a difference. I think a lot of that was him going and working on his mechanics. A lot of his problem was his mechanics. His accuracy, accuracy issue was from him not being able to stand in the pocket, deliver a strike, you know, do the things that a quarterback in the body movements is supposed to be able to do. Uh, Lamar Jackson can do all those things. He is just terrible at being quarterback. He is an athlete first, quarterback second. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if Lamar is reading the field more than one read before he takes off you can at least get josh allen to look at three reads and then run or take right. a sack right yeah i mean yeah lamar his initial reaction if their first reads not there is to take off now granted it's been working pretty significantly well he, he became the nfl uh mvp last year by doing so but yeah how far is it really going to get them and you're right. And I agree with you that Marquise Brown doesn't seem to be that legit number one wide receiver. They thought they would, he, he would be when they, when they, uh, when they drafted him. So, well, moving on to the Sunday games, um, the first matchup was the Browns at the chiefs that came down to be a lot closer than I thought it would. And obviously things change, change a little bit different when Patrick Mahomes went out in the third quarter with a concussion himself. Um, I think he did initially pass some tests this, this week, uh, Obed, if I'm not mistaken, but he's still under the concussion protocol, if I'm not mistaken. So it is yes. still up in the air whether or not he will play this coming weekend. Um, but man, this was a pretty good game. Uh, I got to say, I, kudos to the Browns for keeping it close, only, only losing by five. People thought Kansas City would blow them out. You know, quite frankly, I, I did. I, I, you know, so I got to give it up for a little bit of credit to the Browns here. You know, um, Nick Chubb ran the ball fairly well, but the fact they only gave him the ball 13 times to me, I thought that was disheartening. I thought they should have been running the ball with Chubb and Kareem Hunt only carried the ball six times. They should have been feeding those boys way more. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think they got a little a little uh, ahead of themselves trying to put a lot on Baker Mayfield's plate. The script that got them where they were was running the ball and pounding away at the defense, and they got away from it, and that's what lost the game for them. Um, you know, again, hey, you lost track of the most deadliest wide receiver on the other side of the ball at the end of the game in Tyreek Hill, and that's what ended up giving up uh, the first down that needed them to seal the game. But you should have been continually running that ball killing that clock he rolled up 112 yards uh between baker mayfield kareem hunt and nick chubb this is a team you expect to go for 150 yards 160 yards uh and three scores on the ground between those two players they got away from what they know i think they kind of fooled themselves a little bit again i told you not to be surprised by these guys going far because they had a very easy schedule and you know kudos to them they did well with it yeah they yeah they did um you, you did mention about the easy schedule. You said that a couple of times. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they def that favored them a little bit, but um, the real big story, obviously from the game was Patrick Mahomes getting that concussion, Chad Hetty coming in, playing, playing, uh, playing fairly well. Now will Mahomes be ready to go for this weekend at, uh, going against Buffalo that's left to be seen, but yeah, Tyreek Hill went off, Travis Kelsey went off, they got their numbers. So um, I think it, it went as expected at Kansas city getting the W over Cleveland. Now Cleveland, Looks like Baker Mayfield might be their answer at quarterback. He will be uh, what I think entering his. I think he has. I think this is what he will. This will be his what his fifth year coming up. So it looks like there will be a some sort of a contract extension being offered to Baker Mayfield. But my question to you, Obed, is should they offer Baker Mayfield extension? Is he that guy? Wow. Um, 
I honestly don't think he's that guy. Again, I think wow. the, the uh, season, pardon me. I think the uh, season played into uh, some of his success. Um, you know, it, he's, he's got one more year before you really talk about, it. I think he, he, since he was drafted in the first round, it's four year contract with a fifth year extension. So fifth year, it, option. Right. Fifth yeah. year option. So, you know, he drafted his first rounder in 2018. 1920 oh, yeah. he'll be so, his yeah. third year so, so he's be, got one more year going to his fourth year right i right. don't think you extend him yes next year i think you let him play one more year with uh whatever uh schedule they're going to end up with i think they'll, they'll have a, a a second place schedule in the division um because i think that i thought the steelers won the division uh but you know let him let him play that out because again it'll be night and day there's a very they played a very easy schedule and if he comes out here and cannot produce again to the kind of wins not the numbers because i don't think his numbers were all that great 3500 yards 26 touchdowns eight interceptions 10th in qbr at 72.1 i i don't think his numbers were all that great again the the strength of this team is the run game if you put a lot on his plate you don't really do well as emphasized by them not winning the game when they put most of it on his back for this AFC, this AFC matchup. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the other matchup was the uh, Bucks and the Saints, as we all know. Bucks won that one 30 to 20. This might have been Drew Brees' last game in the NFL, and it wasn't a very good one, Obed, finishing just with 134 yards, three interceptions. Um, now, we all know Michael Thomas has been a hurt pretty much the entire year, but zero catches to Michael Thomas, zero catches. Michael, Michael Thomas is uh, undergoing surgery for a torn deltoid. Uh, he's having surgery on his ankle. He's having, he's having multiple surgeries in the off season. He actually was gutting through most of this season in order to try to win, get at least get to a Super Bowl with Drew Brees, maybe not win, but try to get to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, zero catches is, is tough. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think everybody was trying to gut this one out, but you know, at the at the end of the day, you you look at who he's uh, who who he's been over the last few years. Um, he's a stalwart. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game. But that was disheartening for him not to be able to contribute more in a game mm. where, my goodness, Drew Brees just didn't have his night. He really didn't. I mean, is it the injuries? Is it you know the rib injuries he suffered in the earlier in the years? The foot is foot injuries. You know. He's had a plethora of them over his career, but man, shout out to Drew Brees. Absolutely. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know, you know, but man, but give it up to the bucks. Um, They're still alive. And, you know, was my pick to win the NFC in the year. So, Hey, at least that that going for me right so far, (laughs) you know, but uh, Brady, Brady looked okay. You know, throwing for 199 and two scores, but the run game, that's what I thought was, well, it was fairly even, but Fournette ran the ball 17 times for 63 yards. Jones ran the ball 13 times for 62 yards. So what did you think about the game of Obed? And what do you think moving into next week with the Bucks need to keep going here? Um, so I think it was, uh, and, and to uh, to New Orleans' discredit, they should have played way more through Alvin Kamara. If Alvin Kamara isn't the first read, I mean, just there were as plays where he was wide open underneath where you could just dump it off. He would have got 10 yards the first down and they could have kept going. Uh, and I think this is definitely more so on this game was more so in line for the Bucks for what Tom Brady likes to do in the postseason continue controlling the ball all the all the times that they would be in like third and four and the next play was a 15 yard throw downfield that was that bruce arians nonsense that has not won him jack squat in the nfl of record you need to control the ball keep the clock rolling and just keep picking up first downs if we got to take 
15, 16, 17 plays to get down to the, to the red zone. And then we punch it in. That's what it's going to take because by the time you give the ball back to them, you've eaten through the first quarter, you've eaten through the second quarter and they are down by 10, 15 points to you. And you guys are just coasting, running the ball uh, playoff. Lenny came out and looked very well, very good. Leonard Fournette looked very good. Open things up for Ronald Jones, who's fighting a quad injury looked very good. Uh, the tight ends are making a name for themselves. I think Cameron break came up good, big. They took a lot of shots to Rob Gronkowski. So it looks like he's kind of, you know, coming into his own right now. Um, they, they, they played a good concise game. You want to know why the Patriots only won Super Bowls by like three points for all those, all those years, four points, all those years was because you want to play a tight game and keep it close. You don't want to do anything crazy, blow things up, have that other team trying to shoot at you. You want to keep control of the game. And that's what Tom Brady did. Yeah, it, it, it was a great one. You know, it was a good one. You know, you have the two legendary quarterbacks and Brady and Breeze going at it. But uh, shout out to the Bucks getting that W there. Let's move it along to this weekend's games, the conference championships. Man, this is it. The last games before the Super Bowl. Um, let's start off on the NFC, Tampa Bay at Green Bay, the Battle of the Bays. Um, let's talk about the keys to victory for each team, Obed. For me, the keys to victory for Tampa Bay is running the ball, running the football uh, consistently, consecutively, because it's going to limit the amount of time Aaron Rodgers is on the field. Okay, because we all know when Aaron Rodgers is out there, he's going to do his thing. He's that bad man, as we all know. So the key for me is them, even though I know they have this whole no risk it, no biscuit thing, but running the football. That's for me, the keys to victory for Tampa Bay. And the other side for Green Bay is is don't let up the big plays when they happen. Don't let up the big air raid shots that the Bucks like to take. If you can, if you can control those shots, you know, going up top to Mike Evans, you know, control going up shots going up to Antonio Brown or even Chris Godwin, the the pack can can for sure win this football game. I'm excited to see if this 12 on 12 Brady Aaron Rodgers 12 versus 12. You know, this is gonna be this yeah. is gonna be one for the ages. Now this is a rematch of Week Six when these two teams faced off. Um, down in Tampa Bay when they squashed the pack uh, 38 to 10. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did not have a very good game at all in that one, throwing two picks, I, if I'm not mistaken. So this is going to be an interesting one. Um, but I said it before my Bucks were the pick to come out of the NFC. So I'm going to stay with it. And I'm going to say the Bucks win this matchup. I'll bet your keys to victory and then your winner. So my keys to victory, I 100% uh, agree with you that it's going to be about uh, limiting the, excuse me, making the most of your run game, making sure that Leonard Fournette is getting it moving, making sure Ronald Jones is getting it moving. Uh, if there's one thing that has hurt the Packers in the past, it is being gashed in the passing game. And that should be available to them and open up lanes because you have to line up against Chris Godwin. You have to line up against Antonio Brown. You have to line up against Mike Evans. That is at least four guys out of your secondary who are going to be focused there. Those two tight ends are going to be able to make give some push down there, and there should be open holes. I think we're going to see a lot of Leonard Fournette. Two, Tom Brady. You know, they always say that, man, you, you want to play at home. You want to play in Lambeau because it's snowing. Everybody hates the cold. Uh, I want to make sure that the cheese heads hear me. The Night King is coming to Lambeau, okay? <laughs> he is bringing the dead army with him. Don't do not sleep on the concept that that this man has been in Florida for a year that he is not going to come out here and be in the cold with y'all Bama's. Be careful because he can play in the snow better than anyone else. We don't need to go all the way back to when he played in Tennessee and threw six touchdowns in the first half. Okay, do not get Tom Brady started or you're going to see this. The reason uh, and you're going to see how bad he wants to get back to the Super Bowl. 
Uh, on the opposite side, I really think Aaron Rodgers needs to play his game. Don't do anything crazy. Take the easy plays and just keep the things moving. If Aaron Rod, if Aaron uh, Jones is open, dump off. If Aaron Donald, Aaron uh, uh, AJ Dillon looks like he might have a good run, check, check, check. Get give him the side that you think he needs to go on. Let him get a run in. Now you don't have to force feed Devonte Adams. You've got to make get those other guys comfortable. I, uh, Alan Lazard dropped the easy pass. This man went, Aaron Rodgers went right back to him and then threw a touchdown pass to him. Okay. Do not ice your own guys because I know he's done that to uh, Marquez Alvis Candling at times. Get these guys open. Get Jay Sternberger in there. Get uh, uh, Robert Tanyan in there. These guys are going to be, I could be, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, we saw uh, some crazy plays coming out of the LaFleur playbook that we haven't seen before because uh, I know they're going to really want this win. Right. Um, but I'm still going to go with the Buccaneers. I mean, he's the real number 12. I, I, it's, there's, I, you know, but let's, I'm willing to go season for season against anybody else. When I think of Tom Brady in the postseason, I this man it. is going to the Super Bowl. I, I get, dude, I get it. You know, he will go down as arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. But to me, Aaron Rodgers will probably go down as, as the most talented quarterback of all, of all time. You know, I That's think. Fair. You know, I think Brady has the resume. He has numbers, but just from a pure quarterback talent perspective, I would pick Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. Talent doesn't um, make the man around you better. Talent doesn't make you go into a situation where there's no chance for you to win and get the W's. Uh, Tom Brady has done this with a chip on his shoulder uh, so many times, and he's taken a team that wasn't in the playoffs and hasn't been in the playoffs for like 15 years. Now they're in the NFC Championship game. I don't. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers is bringing to the table. There's something there in Tom Brady that nobody's going to match. Uh, and a crazy stat that lives in my head: uh, we all think Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. His three-point shooting percentage is 43%. Tom Brady's percentage of being in the Super Bowl is 45% for the nine times he's been in the Super Bowl out of his, uh, uh, you know, 20-year career. Now 21, right, right. right. Now, now 21 year career. So that means Tom Brady has a better percentage chance of being in the Super Bowl than Steph Curry has of throwing, hitting a three-pointer. I'm going with Tom Brady in this game. <laughs> oh my goodness. You had to go there, didn't you, old Ben? I'll always go there. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, uh, pick any quarterback you want. They're never going to be Tom Brady and we may never see another one like him. Peyton Manning all day. Uh, moving along, <laughs> let's get into the AFC Conference Championship, Buffalo and Kansas City. For me, the keys to victory for Buffalo is let Josh Allen loose and protect him. Let him stay upright. Another, this is another, another match, uh, rematch from week six when they came, where Kansas City beat Buffalo. But Allen was very limited in that game, only completing 14 of 27 passes in that game. This, I feel like it's going to be similar to the Ravens game where their Bills are just throwing, throwing, throwing the ball because you have to be able to keep up with this track meet that the Kansas City Chiefs have. You know what I mean? So you have to let Josh Allen loose in this one and protect him. That is that will be that will be it for the Buffalo Bills. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, it really, it's quite simply, it's Patrick Mahomes. With whether or not he plays or not, that's it right there. If Kansas, if Patrick Mahomes, I'll say it like right now, ladies and gentlemen, if Patrick Mahomes does not play in this football game, they will not be winning the AFC. Hundred percent. I, I Sherman, have, I'm, not, I'm not even going to. You've already said everything. There's nothing for me to echo. Go continue, continue. Yeah, they will not win this football game if Patrick Mahomes does not play. 
plain and simple. Okay. Um, and as far as the W as the winner is concerned, I'm going to say it like this, you know, everyone knows I'm, I'm, those are my bills. They've been circling them wagons all year long, but I'm still afraid of the chiefs and what they can do. If Mahomes plays, I'm going to probably give it to the chiefs. If he does not, it's going to be Buffalo. But I will think it, it will be closer. I would say that if Mahomes plays, it's I say the Chiefs by no more than four. But I'm hoping he doesn't play just from the fan standpoint of me. <laughs> you know, I just, again, they're going to have to line up and be able to play. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Teron Matthew uh, on the defensive side. Again, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, there is no conversation. The Bills are going to win this game. Chad Henney is not coming out here and lighting up. They are going to go get him. McDermott is going to tell the defense, go get him if yes. Chad Henney is out there. Dude. he is He's not the Michigan quarterback in Tom Brady, okay? Trust you know, me, it's not going to be, be pretty. Blitzing Matt Milano, Tremont, uh, Fire Tremont Blitz. Edmonds go all get him. day. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, I, I it's this is, this is a, there's a non sequitur. There is no conversation here if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. If Patrick Mahomes plays, you know, may God have mercy on the Bills' soul. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a shootout. They're gonna force you to make plays. And remember, the last two, the last time these two teams met, Josh Allen has a lot to make up for. This was the first time when I was like, you know, I, I saw the guys that the Bills are playing through the beginning of the schedule. I was not impressed with the W's that they had, and they did have some W's because they couldn't beat the big name teams. You want to prove to me that you're a big boy? You better put your big boy pants on and come out here and beat Kansas City. I. Kind of would agree with you a little bit there, Obed. But I mean, it's gonna be a rough one. Ah, uh, is it gonna be a uh, an all-out gunslinging shootout? It could turn out. It could end up turning out that way. I think that's what it's building up to be. Yeah. But man, it's gonna be. A, I think. I think this is the. This is definitely a, a a phenomenal matchup. Like again, both. I think both of these games are great. You got rematches yeah. from the same week in week six. They're both sides of the both sides of the conference. It's left to be seen. Like I said, I'm I'm always I said the Bucks because I said them earlier in the year. I said Kansas City because I said them. That was my Super Bowl pick early in the year. So I'm just gonna stay with that for now. But Mahomes has to play. But I'm hoping just for the fan standpoint in me, let's go Bills. Hey, <laughs> Chris Sherman has said it here, America. <laughs> oh man. Well, Obed, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment um before we head out dude well, i don't know if you know this weekend big another big matchup ufc saturday night my man the homie the notorious conor mcgregor will be returning to action against the rematch against dustin poirier i'm looking forward to that for show um any last words for the people of ed um Oh man, America, it's tax season. Uh, and as you go to do your taxes, I want you to remember that most of you spent the majority of last year in your home, meaning that almost every phone call you made, all of the internet usage you had, a lot of the power that you used was to do your job. So you might wanna start looking at your deductions and see how much money you could save. Don't just do your standard, let's get the tax guy and make sure this is done, let's save us some money going into next year. Uh, and wanna make a congratulations to uh, President uh, Joe Biden and Vice President yes. Kamala Harris. Happy uh, inauguration on day. Happy inauguration day. Uh, looking forward to what the future has in store when uh, the president is in a dim-witted racist. 
<laughs> got him, shots fired. But, oh, facts also, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that is going to do it for us, as I mentioned. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and, of course, on Twitter at D-W-W-E-N-T. For Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.